Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is Deidre Siriani from Kamloops, British Columbia. I've got a British Columbian here right now. <laughs> we have an awful lot to talk about, and we're going to be talking about radically aligning your life. She's Radically Aligned Life is an accelerated evolutional guide. She's the founder of Radically Aligned, where she serves a community of impact-driven entrepreneurs coaches and leaders and visionaries on their journey of healing integrated change and making the biggest impact impact through their work she's a ted's uh, talk speaker leadership coach spiritual guide who believes in the foundation of fulfillment and impact comes down to intention and living in alignment with your purpose she lives and serves in her community nomadically and has had the pleasure of supporting hundreds of people on their journeys of awakening to the highest selves and full potential you know that you have a big message to share with the world and you have a trauma to heal blocks and behavior and patterns to transform gifts to activate within you and a message to serve the planet with then and then she may be the coach for you so we're going to dive right in this today and you're going to take a wonderful listen and find out if the synergy is there <laughs> uh, we've all had some traumas we all need to be realigned we've all got a path before us into our own glorious flawsome selves but mm -hmm. sometimes we just don't quite know how to do it welcome to the show love Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and I love your energy, Sarah. Oh, right back at you, right back at you. Mm -hmm. um, alignment, people kind of think that's something you do with the tires on your car. You know, <laughs> you know it's, it, you don't realize that everything needs to be in alignment. If the brain is out of alignment, the thought process is out mm -hmm. of alignment, the body is out of alignment, the psyche is out of alignment, we are now discongobulated and this open to dis-ease. And it really is one of the most important things that we really need to do for ourselves, isn't it? Get our alignment back into place. Absolutely. And I love that you said it's something that it's not something that you do with your tires, you know, radical alignment. Are you a chiropractor? Oh, yeah, not quite. Yeah. But the thing is, as you're saying, Sarah, it's, you know, it's one small thing can be out and the whole thing doesn't work. It's like building a house. If the foundation is built on, you know, and, and not, land. not some plan, <laughs> like, do you really want to buy that house or live in it? Probably mm -hmm. not. But the thing is, so many of us are operating in our life and potentially business. If, if that's something that you're, you're um, into and, and creating in the world is, is we have this foundation that isn't solid. And we wonder why we keep having these symptoms of anxiety, depression, um, you know, self-sabotage, plain small manifesting, you know, relationships that are abusive or aren't aligned, any pattern that is manifesting that you have not been able to shift or fix comes down to unhealed trauma that is stored, um, subconsciously in your subconscious mind, but also physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically, and spiritually. So until those weeds are pulled out at the roots, it's going to keep manifesting as all of these different symptoms and it can drive 
you crazy. I've been there. I've been like, why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep self-sabotaging? Why am I in this relationship? I was in a marriage. Um, I was married for eight years and for, you know, three of those years I was getting sick. Mm. I had, uh, four different kinds of autoimmune disease. I was told I was going to lose all my hair. I lost massive chunk of hair. Um, I had depression to the point of wanting to end my life. I was not fulfilled. I didn't feel the highs. I didn't feel the lows. I had anxiety attacks, although I was in front of people all the time and had a large audience and I had social anxiety and I was the queen of acting like everything was okay, because that was a, a protective mechanism that I developed as a child to stay safe in certain environments. And I lived a dual life and no one knew what was going on on the inside. People were coming to me for advice. People were saying, you're the happiest person we know. Everything's great. You have like this amazing marriage, this house, like you have all the things you have this business. And I had a lot of external validation in my past career with my past business, but no matter what I did, I kept asking myself the question, is this it? Yeah. And I didn't have the courage to make the change because I had all of this unhealed trauma that was causing me to stay in an unhealthy, abusive relationship, mentally and emotionally abusive relationship to not speak my truth. And my body was killing me. My soul was like, you're not listening. So we're going to continue to get you sick. And it wasn't until I had a rock bottom moment where my soul told me that if I didn't change my life, if I didn't walk my path, go on purpose and step into radical alignment with my soul's mission, I was going to get cancer and die within a year. And I knew that was going to happen because everything else was happening so quickly. And that was my turning point. And I healed everything that was going on in my body, my autoimmune disease, my hair grew back. I haven't lost any hair since it's been, you know, years since Beautiful then. Beautiful full head of hair there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But these, these things that happen and manifest in our physical body and around us and what we are manifesting every single day in our relationship dynamics, they need to be healed at a core root level. Otherwise the symptoms going to happen and it's going to keep coming up and this happens with our health, our physical health. Like you know, um, potentially being overweight, having chronic pain, um, autoimmune disease, um, disease in general is unexpressed emotion that's Mm -hmm. stored, especially like in the liver. Like I had, you know, going back to this time in my life, I would process anything that was going on around me as, oh, there's something wrong with me. If something wasn't good, I'm like, oh, there's something wrong with me, which you know, in, in one side of thing, it's personal development freak. I was like, always learning. How can I be better? And that's a good thing because it's good to look in the mirror sometimes and be like, you know what, maybe I'm manifesting this myself and I need to do something. I was manifesting it, but everything was my fault in the reality. So I was like, I gotta be better. And what happened was I had all this unprocessed anger that I never got to express because I never had permission to express it in my life. And it turned into self anger, which is stored in the liver, which if unexpressed turns into depression. Mm. And so when I really look at all the things that I manifested, it was because I didn't express certain things. And that's how we gain our power as we step into our purpose and we need to express. So a little bit about that <laughs> going on, but you know, just. No, you're speaking yeah. so many people's stories. Um, yeah. You know, I became sick in a marriage because I just didn't feel there was any way out. You know, I had three kids and it was like, I'm the only one suffering. No, I actually wasn't. They were too. And they came yeah. and told me, you know, and it was uh, time mm. to divorce mom. 
you know, yeah. we're tired of seeing you like this. And mm. um, you, you always make excuses, you know, you can make it better or you're undeserving. Um, and, you know, uh, you're just waiting for something else to happen and then you will do it. Right. And if we don't address it, those roots go deeper and deeper and deeper with the weeds and they become yeah. harder and harder to pull out. And so along comes a cosmic two by four <laughs> I like that. and yeah. says, OK, do I have your attention now? Because if you don't change, mm -hmm. change is coming in a radical way. So yeah. we want to be ahead of that, don't we? Absolutely. And I really do believe that, you know, um, everything that happens to us is pushing us to go deeper on our soul's path, to step mm -hmm. more into alignment. And before we hopped on here, you're like, how's it going? And I was like, honestly, the past couple of days have been really hard. And it's because I, you know, like I had, you know, I want to say someone close to me, I had my, my cat passed away oh, and I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm not going to cry. Okay. <laughs> but, are okay. No, I, I say that because I, I, I feel like stable enough to like mention it. Um, but he's, I've had him for 13 years. He's yeah. been my best friend and, and your baby and my baby. Yeah. And, and, you know, he passed away and, and, um, you know, I knew it was coming for the past couple of weeks or maybe even the past few months, he had some health things going on, but was still very happy. And, um, he chose to, you know, go for a walk. And I think in the, in the mountains and just pass away on his own because he knew I didn't have the courage mm -hmm. to bring him to the vet. And I don't think he wanted me to experience that and seeing him that way. And so I was in the space of crying for two days. I didn't work a lot over the past two days because I couldn't keep it together, to be honest. And, you know, today I woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm feeling connected to myself. I'm feeling connected to his spirit. I'm feeling connected to the purpose of all of this. And it's really a new chapter. So it's like every single time that we're going through something, whatever it is, loss of a family member, loss of, you know, an animal, um, you know, changing career, you know, the pandemic, everything, you know, dis-ease, whatever it is, it's an opportunity first to honor the past and, you know, really honoring like, wow, like him and I had all these great memories and he meant so much. And there's a new chapter that I get to write now for the next decade of my life. And because I'm honoring the past, I'm accepting it, which is good because I wasn't in acceptance the past couple of days, to be honest, it was not a pretty space for me. And, but now I'm like, well, what's the next chapter going to look like? And, and I think that when we look at parts of our life and, you know, you're talking about your marriage and wanting to get out of it or knowing and making excuses and, and we can make all these excuses, not to have change happen, but when we just allow it to happen and we accept and honor the old parts of ourselves, the old part of our identity and what happened, we open up what's coming and we can bring that excitement and momentum. But the problem is when the universe is telling us, you know, it's time to leave this marriage, it's time to leave this job, it's time to move on, whatever it is, but we're holding on, we are blocking ourselves from really having what we want. So that's kind of how I've been processing it today is new chapter, write the, your own chapter, honor the past, and you know, thank it for all the gifts. Because there's there's so many gifts that you have from that marriage, right? Yeah, three wonderful children for a start, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and my own self-discovery, yeah. you know, fighting for my own self, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, battling through kind of who am I, not what I've become. So, yes. but, you know, just going back to the animals for a moment, um, mm -hmm. mine were, my cat was 17.4, my dog was 14 point, no, seven or 14.7. And um, 
the cat came as a surprise. I mean, because she collapsed quite quickly and, mm. and went downhill very quickly. And I wasn't prepared for that because she yes. bought me a mouse the week before, you know, terrorizing yeah. cats in the neighborhood. So my dog I knew was was declining and mm -hmm. I knew the end had to come. And I had to honor her and let her go mm -hmm. because it was her time. I right. couldn't hold on to her for me anymore because that was selfish for her. Mm -hmm. So we made it a beautiful death in honoring mm -hmm. who she was. And sometimes that's what we have to do with certain chapters in our lives. Right. We know it can't go on. We're not being right. fair to the people or to ourselves or to the situation mm -hmm. to hold on to mm -hmm. it. But we can honor what purpose it's had in our lives. Mm -hmm. say, thank you for the lesson or thank you for this. And it is time to let you go and move mm -hmm. to another chapter. I, I love that you're sharing that. And um, also with my cat, Lewis, his name's King Lewis. Everyone knows him as King Lewis. Everyone, everyone who knows me is like, how's King Lewis doing today? Right. So it's like, it's like, you know, he's like a person, you know, he has yes, such they, big are. Energy. they are, they, they have got more humanity in them than most humans. Really. So such, they're wonderful creatures. <laughs> such big energy. And so a couple of weeks ago, he, I thought he was passing away and I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, got to take him to the vet. And then I called the vets and they were like, we don't have time today. It might be tomorrow. And so I'm on my couch with my cat and he like had a bit of a seizure or something and kind of collapsed and he was just barely breathing. And so I was like crying. I was praying to the universe. I was like, please just let him pass in his sleep. Let it be easy. Cause I don't want to see him in pain. And, um, and so I was like, okay, I have to take him tomorrow, but I think he's passing away now. And after an hour of him not responding to anything, I was like, I accepted it. And I was like, okay, you know, and then he just came back to life. Like nothing happened. It's like, it's like he had the opportunity to leave, but was like, nope, it's not quite time yet. And he was, he got up and was acting totally normal. Like nothing happened. And so I knew in that moment that, okay, he's not quite done with me yet. There's something I need to learn, or he needs to help me transition through something. And a friend of mine said, you know, cat animals know like when, when it's okay to leave. And so I think that he wanted to leave on his own terms and he also wanted to leave on a high note. And so it's like, there's different moments in time, like knowing when it's time to take action and lead and have courage to do something. And, and also when things need to kind of run their course. And I think that sometimes we can tell ourselves, oh, we need more time in an uncomfortable situation to avoid taking action and having the courage. And then other times where, you know, it's like, it's, I got to rip off the bandaid or, you know what yeah. I need more. I actually do need more time, but I'm wanting to escape this because I'm avoiding a lesson or something right. within myself and just knowing, give, having the, the courage or the willingness to ask yourself those questions. Am I trying to escape something mm -hmm. right now or am I moving, or is this really like past this expiration date? And I think like relationships and mm -hmm. careers and all that, if we stay in it past this expiration date, it's like eating moldy yogurt every day and wondering why you're sick. It's like, well, right. you're eating moldy yogurt, remove yeah. the moldy yogurt. Yeah. It, is, it is, you know, being there, done that you, you, yeah. you came here to learn, or you came here to contribute. Yes. You know, you're now meant to take this to another arena, but yeah. we hold on and we hold on because out of fear, uh, you know, fear of failure or fear of judgment or, or fear mm -hmm. of the unknown. And instead of us living in fear, and I had a show out last week on, on uh, you know, let's not give fear the voice, you know, and right. it's, yeah. it's really looking at fear and going, okay, what is it about you that wants to control me? Mm -hmm. What am I really meant to be afraid about here? Yeah. 
because yeah. we're so instilled with fear and society constantly tells us to be afraid that half the time we don't know what we're afraid of yeah right and if mm -hmm. we can look at that fear and go okay all right I'll, I'll give you kudos crossing in front of traffic is not a wise thing to do and the fear of being run over <laughs> is going to keep me safe totally right? You know, yeah. getting into the white van is, you know, is a danger. Back of the hairs on the back of my head. It's going to keep me safe. But the fear of just something unknown and of seeking out an adventure and a wonderment in the next chapter. Mm -hmm. No, take fear right out of that mm -hmm. and look at exploration and yeah. wonderment and a sense of adventure. If you can change the dialogue, you're going to change the approach. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it's, it's, so interesting how yeah it's it's so interesting how different moments in time bring you to different moments in time yes. where you have <laughs> where you have choices to make and and it's just like everything that's happening is really happening for you yes and going back to fear for example like and we're talking about a lot about alignment today and and really stepping into that you know um, at that point in my life where I was in a, you know, abusive relationship, I, you know, was really good at pretending things were great and never thought everything was great, but really you know, I was, <laughs> but it wasn't, I, I decided, um, this is before I started my coaching business that I have now. And I decided one day I'm going to be a public speaker. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm going to do it. Right. And like, this is before I started my coaching business. I think it was, yeah, probably a little bit before I started my coaching business. And as soon as I put it out there, like energetically, this is what I'm doing. I get a phone call literally like a couple days later from a friend of mine who owns an entertainment company, an event company. And he's like, Hey D um, I'd love for you to come and be a speaker at this event, you know? And I was like, <laughs> I, I got the call. So it's about answering the call. So I answered the call and I was like, Ooh, every part of my body was like, no, no, like you're not I ready. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I turned it back. I'm not ready. What am I going to talk about? Ooh, right. And so, uh, but there was a part of me that's like, this is happening because I, I'm ready and I put it out there. And I really do believe that you are given opportunities mm -hmm. when you're ready and you're never really ready, but that's a sign that you are ready. And if you yes. ignore the signs, if you don't answer the call, then the universe is going to say, well, you don't really want it. And then you're going to be like, well, how come I'm not getting those opportunities anymore? Cause you didn't say yes. Right. Yeah. So I mean, everything I've ever done in my life, I've taught myself into jobs that I didn't know anything about and convinced them I did. Right. You know, that was just the way it was, you know, and, and it was like, I'll learn on. And if I didn't learn and if it wasn't for me, then fine, you know, we'd call it quits or I realized what my strength was. You know, I wasn't mm -hmm. there really to do that. I was really there to do that. Um, but it was yes. the willingness to explore even the podcasting, which I've been doing nine years now. Um, somebody saw an article I wrote, looked at my site and said, oh, I think you should come and be a podcaster with us on my network. And what's a podcast? <laughs> I didn't even know. Been doing it for how long now? <laughs> now nine years, but up until that point, I didn't even know what it was. And yeah. it was live for the first 13 months. I pressed all the wrong buttons. Yes. I call it the soap opera training because, mm. you know, you've got so long to learn your lines. It's one or two takes and off you go. <laughs> and it just threw me into the deep end. Yeah. And there's so much that can go wrong with live shows. And you have to learn to navigate it. How do you step up and manage it? And it gave the confidence yes. for me to start my own network, which mm. I still kind of was, you know, seeing blind, but it was like, uh, okay, learn as we go. And I'm mm. a person, I'll learn as I go. Don't wait for everything to be 
perfectly aligned before you start. The alignment yes. will happen as you start. <laughs> yeah, and I love that you said that too, because, you know, that's the thing. That's actually something I've noticed within myself as of recently come up. So I've been doing this work in different forms for over a decade. Um, but as of recently, I've had these like, little fears and things get in the way of like perfection. I'm like, Katie, how to have a little talk with myself. Do you, when have you been a perfectionist? Never. When, yes, exactly. <laughs> when have you ever been perfect? Never. I'm the opposite of perfect. I'm like, let's get her done. And then once you do it the first time, okay, now we can move yes. things around. I jump in yes. before I can swim. <laughs> Going back to this conversation around like the speaking event and shaking and saying yes. And then having to speak like that weekend or the next week or whatever. I, so I was on stage with three other international speakers who travel and get paid to speak. And it's my first <laughs> speaking event, right? And I remember- That's the deep end, darling. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, right? So I'm there. And like, I had a team of friends that were with me, like newer friends, like probably like five or six of them. And um, my husband was there at the time and he's probably like, oh gosh, like, what is she doing? Right. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go up there and I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to share. And yeah. I went up there and I shared and the feedback that I got from people was you are like the most authentic speaker. Like I could yes. tell you were really in it because I was actually really in it because I was, I was really nervous, but, yeah. um, the, the fact that I did that is how I got into the work that I do because that built my confidence mm -hmm. and allowed me to be the scientist of my life because scientists don't operate, operate based on feelings. They operate based on facts and they try things multiple times, not yes. just once or twice and make the light bulbs. <laughs> yeah, right? And so that's really what got me on this path of doing this work. And now I've spoken on stages around the world and I've had a TEDx that has had like, you know, over a hundred thousand views okay. and it's given me the confidence to do what I do now in a bigger way. So don't start perfect. If yeah. you're starting perfect, you're probably not starting. And yeah, I probably wasn't the best speaker, but I, some people said I was, but I think they're just being nice. <laughs> well, the, the, the thing is, is, um, and, and I actually do get to interview a lot of people who are stage presence. And right. I have found sometimes they don't know how to have a conversation because they're too busy being on stage. Right. And, and they're so kind of automated right. that you know you're getting wise words, but you're wondering where the attachment is. Yeah, like, are you actually there? Like, yeah. or are you performing? Oh, is this a recording? Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and then you get the people that kerfuffle their way through it, but, you know, it's coming from the heart and the story touches your heart and it, yeah. it's inspiring and, and, it, and it gives you food for thought. And, you know, a hundred mm -hmm. times give me that over, you know, the, the tailored speaker. Um, yeah, you know, I, I want a speaker just like when I'm watching the music shows and somebody singing There's technical singers that are wonderful. And then there's that person that comes up there and transforms when the mic is there and yeah. the singer that comes heart and soul and they pull you in. I want yeah. to be around those people because yeah. they're being their truth. Ultimately, mm -hmm. you have got to be your truth. <clears throat> yes. Oh, I love this. I really do feel like the biggest work that we have to do in the world. And one of the things I'm committed to, and I can just tell it's who you are. So I, you don't even have to tell me because I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it's really about deconstructing 
our personality, which is who we think we are, who we think we should be, who other people think we are, who other people think we should be, um, you know, our past trauma, um, past experiences. And it's very difficult. And, and, you know, being human is difficult. I had a couple rough days of being human. And my biggest challenge within that was, um, was, I'm the person that helps people process deep emotions. I'm the person that helps people go through things. And I'm like, you know what? This can't be processed. This has to be deeply felt and honored, you know? And so in order to go through the process in order to, and so today I'm in a great place, but that's the thing with so many people that I've seen. And I I witnessed it within myself the, the last couple of days is we need to give ourselves space to be human and really feel the feelings I had. Um, my partner there the other day said something very much like, oh, he's in spirit form now and da, 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 da. And I like, wasn't ready to hear that. I was like, I was like in the, in the trenches of, I just lost my cat. And I was like, I actually got a little bit mad. I was like, I just need to be human right now. Like, I don't want to talk about spirituality. Like I know that stuff, but like, I, I lost my cat that I like, you know, like, so it's, it's like this humanness. <laughs> I feel like I'm yelling. I'm just all passionate. <laughs> like <laughs> turn it down. But You're it's speaking like, everybody's feeling here. Through open yeah. honesty. It's like, we have to give ourselves permission to actually be with whatever we're with rather than, you know, the spiritual bypassing that can happen and glossing over our feelings or, you know, mindset work. It's like, all of that is beautiful. All of it's relevant, all of it's helpful. However, it's not helpful unless the person's actually given themselves permission to be real and feel. And coming from a place of my background, growing up in a family where I had a family member who had an addiction and not it not feeling safe not to be okay, like to express emotion, it's so important for me to feel my feelings. But one of my default settings because I, I lived to do a life for most of my life. I was great at living a lie is I gloss over and I say, everything's okay. So for me to actually say, I'm not okay. I need you to be with me when I'm not okay without glossing over is like a really courageous act for me just to say it. It's like, you know, but I think where I'm going with this, um, cause I went off a little bit is that we need to be able to feel things and give ourselves permission not to be perfect in order to go through the process. And, and it's just being human, being human is messy sometimes. And, and then through that, we're strong enough, we're clear enough to actually take whatever aligned actions we need to take. And you know, I mean, mean, I'm, I'm one of those people when someone dies, I get cold, you know, I've kind of been, um, part of the death crossover all my life. Mm -hmm. And when somebody dies, I don't cry for them. I know they've gone home. Right. They were right. Yeah. So the people that are left behind, right. my tears come out at a soppy commercial <laughs> or right. you know, something I've seen on YouTube. That's when the tears come out. And it's mm-hmm. not because I'm avoiding. It's just no. that there's my strength to step up at, yeah. that, at that moment of crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, I still miss my dog, which is God, when she, she passed the 2016 mm-hmm. and I still miss her dreadfully. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm very grateful for the years that she gave me. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing is that, yes, I miss her. I wish I could just put my arms around her and squeeze her, that mane of hers and kiss yeah. that little nose. Uh, but the the 14 years I had of her, of undying love and unconditional love and best friend and constantly being there for you, it is an example of what I want out of friendships in my life. So these animals 
are there to teach us that right. we can have that unconditional love from mm -hmm. other people, from humans as well. Right. We are capable of that. Mm -hmm. And if we've known it, you know, through a pet, through nature, through something else, it shows us that it's achievable in, mm -hmm. in the human realm as well. I love, I love that. And it, it's so true. That's the biggest message I got from my cat, um, was that this unconditional love that I have, I need to bring it more towards myself because yes. I give it to everyone yes. and it's more towards myself. And I also relate with what you're saying with when people pass away, I'm very connected with, you know, people, once they pass away in all of all those dimensions and spaces. Mm -hmm. And also I, so I, I do move through the grief period in some ways a little faster, but it's still like, it's like, it still hits me hard sometimes. And it's like, yep. okay, but it's, it's the identity. It's difficult to, okay. It's, it's the attachment. If we really think about attachment in general, if we're just living in the physical world, we're always going to measure our success and our happiness and fulfillment based on the physical world. But like most of it's non-physical, it's just what we're seeing and how, and which is why it's so important to be in the spiritual world and connect yes. with our spirit. Yes. Because as soon as I shifted my relationship, as soon as I, you know, felt the feelings yesterday and the day before and accepted it, I was like feeling his spirit. And I was like, he's so good. He's stronger than ever before. He's going to, you're going to be here all the time. Like it's, it's all good, but it's like believing and understanding that we're so much more than our, our physical body. We're so much more than like how much money we make. Um, you know, what we look like, you know, all of that stuff is just, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It's about the inside. And if we can all just lower the importance on, you know, status or whatever the things that many humans are chasing, then we'll step into more fulfillment and connection to ourselves and others. And, and it's, it's yeah. not an exterior life. It's an interior life. It is. And, and the alignment of your mind, body, heart and soul mm -hmm. being in harmony with each other is where your strength is, mm -hmm. is where your wisdom is where your knowingness is, knowing what you need to know, when you need to know it. And if you, you know, it's like your chakra alignment. Why do we ask people to take deep breaths? You take a deep breath and everything about you, your whole body is erect. Mm -hmm. And that's aligning your chakras. And right. when your chakras are in alignment, they are part of your equilibrium and mm -hmm. that balance within your body. So we ask people to take a breath, not only to slow them down in the moment to not react, but to get centered, to get aligned. Mm -hmm. right so Absolutely. that when you're in alignment you have more clarity in how to respond mm -hmm. and that's i think is something that we've been conditioned to respond to life mm -hmm. negatively positively but respond instead mm -hmm. of taking it in and reconnecting mm -hmm. uh, from the inside out and we've mm -hmm. seen what response does it's it's volatile yes but when we kind of come from a place of of connection Mm -hmm. uh, then we're actually not only connecting from ourselves to someone else, but it's coming from the very core of us and mm -hmm. not the exterior of us. Yes. Yes. And, and that's, that's really it. That's, that's it right there. Yeah. It's in, we, we have yeah. to ignite the core, don't we? We do. If we want proper alignment, we have to get in touch with the very core of us. And the core really at the truth, like I always say, um, you know, if I'm, I like, I do a little bit of tapping sometimes yes, just to like wonderful. align just energy or words. Yeah. And I've been doing a lot of 
recordings lately for um, meditations for myself, but also for others. And, and it's like, I am love, I am joy, I am fully expressed. And so I really do feel that we are love, we are joy, and that is our full expressed selves. And the more we can align to that, the more we can just be who we are and dissolve the illusions of what we are not because we are not anything that's outside of us and we can't be measured by that. And, and it's difficult to see that sometimes, like I've done a lot of deep spiritual work over the past decade of, you know, studying, of learning, of dissolving a lot of parts of myself or integrating, I should say a lot of parts of myself um, to come back home. But it's like, when you're not in the space of aligning and connecting to your spirit, it's very difficult to not measure yourself based on the outside in yeah. because the inside isn't fully connected or ignited. And, and I've done work. Um, I'm an Akashic records consultant as well. Yeah. I don't necessarily just do that, but it's infused into yeah. what I do. And when I've done readings on people or when I tap into, so we, we mm -hmm. do the mind, the throat, the heart, um, solar plexus so the chakras but also the spirit and the soul i was doing one on someone the other day in session and and i recognized i love the background My beach, yes <laughs> now you're the beach. yeah i love it is where um, i want to go <laughs> you're going is that sometimes we have these agreements or these oh, ways mom, of being with our soul. I'm sorry about that. With our soul that are really out of alignment and are out of integrity with what, how we're showing up. And so it can really like, um, go against who we truly are and who we're meant to be. So, you know, the soul can hide, it can have shame or, you know, the, the spirit can be out of whack. And this, this can be when people have behaviors that go against mm -hmm. who they truly are, this like rebellion. It's like, yeah. well, you haven't been listening to your spirit. It's not aligned with your soul. So now it's in rebellion. It's just mm -hmm. like a teenager that you just, you know, you, you don't listen to and you tell not to do all the things they don't have freedom to express themselves. It's just the same thing. So it's like that whole alignment of everything is, is so key. So I love that you brought that up. You know, if alignment again, is not just to do with your tires, but you know, no. what, what we're really, we don't realize is how fragmented we are. Mm -hmm. And you know, that they're the pull of the expectation to achieve the pull of us to be popular, the pull of us right. to, to be this, the pull of us to be that. And then the heart and soul is saying, come home, come home, come here. I'll show you who you are. Yes. And so we've got to get rid of that static and that mm -hmm. should be, and you were meant to be, and you've got to be all of that stuff because mm -hmm. it, it just keeps us in pieces. So we have to find a way to shut that down so mm -hmm. we can hear the voice within. We can hear mm -hmm. the calling, calling us back home. And then we can mm -hmm. feel it. And when we feel it, we truly connect with it. We truly understand its truth. Mm -hmm. And yes. it's empowerment and it's beauty and it's wisdom. Mm -hmm. But we don't just get there by going, okay, I'm going to jump into my soul. You can't do that if you're still so fragmented. Yeah. And a, a real, like when the reason why I did my TEDx on trauma, it's called, um, if you're interested in listening to it, it's called, um, unhealed trauma, the root cause of all suffering. And it, the reason I, I did my TEDx on that is because I really do believe that when we have these, this unhealed trauma, we go into default settings of our personality of protection, of numbing, of sidestepping, of 
you know, all of these behaviors that cause more disconnection from our soul, more disconnection from our home, because when we experience trauma, what happens is we oftentimes actually step outside of ourselves because at certain points in time, we didn't feel safe to be who we are. And so naturally, if you're not connected to your body, if you're not breathing properly, if you're not connected to your soul and your spirit and everything else, and you are outside in, it's because you're still in survival mode. And, and if you think about status, if you think about who, you know, how much money you make, um, the physical world, that's all based on like survival, which, which, so it's when you heal your trauma, that is when you can come home back to your soul and have that opportunity to go deeper because when we heal our nervous system and call those parts of ourselves back and reprogram, we actually see things clearly, not from a place of, I need to survive and I need to do this in order to be good enough or whatever the thing is, right? Yeah. This whole thing about being good enough, it's somebody else's expectation of you. Yes. You know, it's not your expectation. You are good enough when you step into your beautiful instrument, learn how to play it, and then bring it to the orchestra of life. That is, you know, what's our service? What's our purpose? Mm-hmm. What's our instrument in our service? Mm-hmm. And because when we serve others, it's truly a gift back to us. Uh, we are the gift to them and the gift of making a difference to someone's life is a gift back to you. That's mm-hmm. really the true enrichment and the abundance. Mm-hmm. The economics of the world is just a currency that right. we need to, in order to sustain the vehicle. But the mm-hmm. enrichment of the heart and the soul and the spirit runs on a love economy. Mm-hmm. And that love of self and of meaningful purpose and love of others and love of life and love of all that is possible is Mm -hmm. truly where the nuggets of abundance are. Um, Absolutely. And and what I really love about you, Sarah, is that you are embodied. You're an embodied leader and you can feel that with people who have done the deeper work, who've gone through the storms, who have healed. A few storms, a few. (laughs) Most of my, most of my friends are twice my age because I've been through many storms Mm -hmm. that I, I am grounded in reality and I have different, um, priorities and I, I value things differently, right. Than some people that are my, most people that are my age. And it's because I've done the deeper work. And so I really can hear that in the resonance of your voice, which makes you a really powerful transmitter of truth, which helps people feel more comfortable, seen, heard, and understood so that they are less in fear so that they can take action. So I can just hear and feel that within you. As you see, thank you. Well, when we look at alignment and trying Mm -hmm. to get ourselves back into place, Mm -hmm. really what we're doing is trying to get ourselves into rhythm. Yes. And, you know, so we need to set ourselves a tone Mm. in which we're going to do that. We can't use harsh tones on ourselves. Oh, you stupid person. You know, you're meant to be over here and this and that. That's not going to work. No. We've got to set a beautiful rhythmical tone that is is in rhythm and invites us to be in that rhythm and and welcomes us in that rhythm and it's soft and it's nurturing and it's caring mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know when we are willing to go through the process to start this process your mindset should be i'm open to the possibilities and i'm willing to participate right. but your tone needs to be i will be soft and kind on me on this process yes and then our yeah. rhythm and the alignment mm-hmm. will fall into place, but we've got to get rhythmical. 
<laughs> yeah. And I, I like to think of, you know, um, us as like puppies. Like, I don't know about you, but I love, I love animals, but I, I love golden retriever puppies. I'm going to have one one day. Uh, the big <laughs> one toys day. and wiggy waggy tail. Yes. <laughs> one day, one day dream life. I'm going to have, I'm going to have a really beautiful golden retriever because I'm obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. So I like to think of us and our, our macro stuff, our past, the things that we haven't healed in our life. It's kind of like seeing a puppy, like the cutest little puppy that's covered in like mud and tar and maybe has been rolling around in some garbage. And it's like, it smells, it's covered up its cuteness. It's like all this stuff's going on. And and it might not feel very good because it's like, I'm covered in a bunch of stuff and I'm not feeling good. So when we're depressed, when we have anxiety, when we have all these symptoms of dis-ease, not being connected to our purpose, not being connected to ourselves, not feeling good about ourselves, being hard on ourselves, it's kind of like we can look at ourselves like a puppy that has a bunch of stuff on it. It's not feeling good. It smells like garbage. And it's just like, oh, like, why don't I just give you a bath? Why don't we just clean that off and some self-love, some self-love, some attention and some polishing and cleaning. Sometimes it's more heavy lifting at the beginning, right? There's some stuff from the past, but after it's like, you're still this cute, amazing puppy with so much joy. So if we can look at ourselves like a puppy, um, and have that, you know, um, understanding or like a diamond that just is dirty and needs to be clean. That's how we can look at doing the deeper work because at the core, we're all the same at the core. We're all that sweet, innocent puppy at the core. We're all that diamond. It's just what's covering up the diamond. Let's clear that out of the way so that you can shine. Yeah. That's all it is. Right. Well, when you look at that puppy, that puppy doesn't worry about what happened yesterday. I guess there are those that are trauma through abuse. Yes, that does happen. But, you know, the puppy is, is, it's about, do you love me? Play ball with me? Can you feed me? Can we go for a walk? And they're very much about being in the now. Mm -hmm. And we get so much caught up with the trauma of the past and the expectations of the future. We don't know how Mm -hmm. to be present. Right. And if we can watch yeah. those puppies and those children and nature and, and just, you know, like, I don't know about you, but tapping in the shower is so mm. impactful because tapping is a wonderful uh, means of, of resetting you. But the water is a conduit and mm. it just it's kind of washing away that old um, while the water is kind of aligning you as well along with the tapping so Mm. there's always mediums that you're going to try that goes this fits this feels good i feel results with this but you've got to be rather like that puppy and be exploratory you know what's under this rock what's in this pond (laughs) we need to get dirty (laughs) totally and 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 that's the thing it's just about being playful i was in a I was in a little workshop last night that one of my, um, one of my clients was putting on, um, he does men's work and, and it was really cool. Cause there was just a bunch of women and he's like talking about, you know, the, the, the toxic masculine and how he doesn't believe in it and all the things. And basically it came down to being a child. Like what mm. does a child do when they're, you know, when they're upset and it's like the same thing shows up in, in, in men that are, are grown up and, and not just men, just humans, um, is, is basically a big part of the message there. But we did this exercise where he asked like, what did, what, what are our favorite memories from childhood? And I thought about mine and we all talked about it after. And I'm like, my favorite memories, like camping, like swimming, like being silly, going all in on things and having yes. no idea how it'd go. I remember this one memory, Sarah, is so funny. Every time I would do something, I learned something new. I had 
I, everyone had to know about it. I like yeah. mom, dad, Tyler, John calling my brothers. I remember this memory of bringing them all out into the backyard, half circle around me. Let me show you what I just learned. And I like had the skip rope and I was so excited. <laughs> I was overly excited that when I went to do the, do the crossover, which was like the exciting part that everyone needed to see, I'd mess up. I'm like, didn't count, didn't count, start again. Start again. <laughs> and I just kept doing it. And it's like in life, we, we, we let these words, these things, um, outside of us dictate how we show up now. And when I was connecting back to what brought me joy as a child, it was really that discovery, that flow, mm. that fun. And I'm like, Oh, I, I want, I need to bring more of that back in. And, and that is some medicine that I do feel I need to bring more of into my life right now. Cause I've been taking life a little too seriously, I think over the past couple months. Um, but these are the reminders, like what, yes. What do you love from childhood? What brings you joy? What are the things that you used to do that you don't do anymore? And and how is that like some medicine that you can bring in now, right? And you know, whether it's brotherhood, sisterhood, or brother sisterhood, it's get around yeah. people. I had yeah. um, I have two other women on this week, um, Lachelle and Jacqueline, uh, two Dynamo women, full of energy, and and we talked about you know um, deciding to live in joy, mm-hmm. and you know we 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 shared you know the whole you know one of them is a mother of 15 wow. and, uh, you know, and you know the other one is if you're 15 13 oh she birthed gosh. herself and uh, I mean, I've had her on a couple of times you know one time excuse me there's a scorpion in the kitchen she had to go deal with another time I had an asthma attack and she's going it's all right dear take your time dear you know wow. perfect person to do it with but wow. two exuberant women and I mean we, we shared you know the the hiccups of being a mom or you know the the trials and tribulation of trying to run a business with a family or just but finding the joy because if you don't find the joy in it you're not going to find the success in it because you're not attached to it right you know if it doesn't bring you joy then why keep doing Um. it I just had this moment as you're saying this, first of all, this woman sounds like just an incredible being. Um, And it's like, if you're doing things that you hate, you're creating a life that you hate. Like if you're doing things that you love, you're creating a life that you love. And it's just, it's really that simple. And yes, yes, sometimes life is not going to be fully comfortable because you're going to have to do some things that, you know, you have to like stretch new muscle or build a new muscle, or maybe be like, Hey, you know what? If you own a business or in life, you're really busy. You got 15 kids. You need some delegation. You might need someone to help around those. I don't know how this woman does it, but you know what I mean? You might need to delegate or shift, but if you're not aligned, if you don't like what you're creating or doing, then it's a sign that it's not working or something needs to change. Yes. And that's, that's one of the things like, I, I really feel called to share this is I like to get people to do an obligation list and a joy list. This is something that I I really recommend to people who aren't clear on their purpose or feel like, oh, I'm so, I'm just not happy or whatever's going on. They're just not fulfilled. Do an obligation list of all the things that you feel like you have to do, right? And then a joy list of all the things that bring you joy. And then look at the obligation list and ask yourself the question, when did I say yes to this thing? Mm -hmm. Uh, What was my mindset? What did I need? What did I want? Um, Was I doing it out of a place of I should? Um, what was the belief system I had? Is it aligned with who I want to be and how I want to feel? And if the answer is no, cross it off, have the conversation, complete the agreement so that you can step into more joy. And it's, yes, a hundred percent. I love this conversation. Don't we feel so much more inspired when we're around people that have chosen to live in joy? Mm-hmm. Don't we feel more invited and ignited? It lifts us up. 
it shows us, you know, I haven't laughed like that in a long time. Yeah. You know, oh, God, my, you know, my belly is feeling good. Or just, just being around this person makes me feel joyous. And mm-hmm. you take that with you and you pass it on. Yes. So being joyful over everything you do and who you are and what your meaningful purpose is, is again a gift you're giving to others that is a true authentic gift coming from you. And the ripple effect of it is is absolutely beautiful because you lift somebody else up in their joy and they're going to do the next and next and next and next and that lovely domino effect is out there. We owe it to ourselves to live in joy because mm-hmm. it is intoxicating, it is inviting mm-hmm. and it is the reason why we're here. Mm-hmm. But just find what your meaningful purpose is that brings you joy, that's the journey. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So what, what are you offering your people right now? What's the programs that you've got going on? Yeah. So my, my main program that I have that I'm really excited about, it is about stepping into joy through like quieting the noise in our life, right? There's just so much noise, so much distraction and we've all got caught up in it, whether we want to admit it or not. I mean, maybe not everyone, but I definitely have. So it's the overwhelm, it's the stress, it's the not having time for yourself. It's the, you know, putting your potential healing on the back burner or your, your purpose and feeling disconnected from what really matters to you. And, and this program is called the turn your light on program. And it's all about waking up to the truth of who you are and who you're meant to be, which is really just feel like our entire conversation right here. Yes. Yes. We quiet the noise. We get clear on what's not aligned. We remove that. We uh, do some work on trauma and inner healing so that you're not holding on to those weights every day. That's like, Oh, I don't feel good. I'm tired. I have aches. I have pains. I have manifestations of things that aren't working for me, like dis-ease. And, you know, a lot of things shift for people. I can't guarantee that, but, um, you know, a lot of things are going to shift through that. And then from there, it's really about aligning with your purpose, your impact and becoming, a manifesting and a manifesting queen or king or whatever you resonate with, but also being a conscious creator of your own life. And this, this program's incredible. It's called turn your light on. It's an eight week program. We go deep. We do a lot of processing. It's an incredible community. We've had 70 people go through it in the past 10 months. And that's something I'm really fired up about. I also certify coaches and help them create really beautiful, sustainable businesses where they can work and travel. Um, I mean, live anywhere and have a successful six figure business, um, so that they can have more joy and freedom to do what they love and, and have the right tools to transform their clients. And then I have mastermind where we, we help people expand into joy and expression to make a bigger impact. So those are all different things that I offer. I'm just excited to be here and to serve. And if any of that is calling to anyone who's listening, I'd be happy to share share more with you about that lots of fingers in in the pie but you know it, it's all the same pie it's just from all the same you know coming from a different angle and yeah. it's wherever you're at whether mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know you realize the trauma is consuming you and you in, and it's time for you to turn that page and you don't know how you know mm-hmm. this is where you're there to help them recognize the trauma let's turn the page on it let's put it where it belongs heal mm-hmm. from it grieve from it go through the process and now oh, maybe we're now on the road to discovering what your purpose is. Absolutely. We and that's why we don't know what the purpose is in trauma, right? <laughs> it's just <Yeah>. traumatic. <laughs> totally. And, and I do believe that our trauma is what, if we have the courage to heal them and to go there are actually um, access to our, our greatest gifts. And 
this program, the turn your light on program, it's not just, it's not a heavy program. I think that when people think about trauma, they're like, Oh, it's scary. It is scary. Right. I'm going to have to relive it all. I don't want to relive it, you know? Um, but it's actually very much, um, you go, you pull it out, you get clarity, you move on. It's very like, it's forward moving. It's, it's very Mm. forward moving. And, and, um, and in a positive way, you leave feeling uplifted, unstoppable, confident, clear, aligned with your purpose, showing up powerfully. It's not a heavy program or way of being that you're going to feel worse after. The whole right. purpose is to turn your light on so that you can shine brighter, so that other people can, so that you can support other people. Because as you were saying, you know, sharing the joy, it's the same thing. When you're fully on purpose mm-hmm. and aligned and you've cleared out some of the muck, you're that cute puppy dog that everyone's like, oh my gosh, like they're having so much fun. Other people are giggling. You know, you're that person who's just showing up and just by being who you are, you're making an impact. And I really do believe that when we're in the beingness and we stop the doingness, the forcing, that's where everything great happens. So that's, yeah. I mean, and just on the point of puppy dogs, as we're talking about them, <laughs> there, there's a, a Dogs Make Me Smile group on Facebook. And occasionally I put a, something up there and I put up two baby huskies kind of having a little fight. I mean, uh, you know, the poor, uh, you know, and it was just, you know, somebody called it vicious dogs. And it's had 150 comments, you know, wow. because people have made comments and laughed about it, but it brought joy to them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what we have to understand, joy is so achievable because it's so simple. Right. And trauma is what you've been through. Now, what you want to do is look at that trauma and say, I give you permission to go. I won't forget you because I was here to learn from you, but you don't need to hold on to me anymore. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And trauma is we've all experienced trauma. I, I actually believe that those who have experienced more trauma than others have a huge message to share with the world. Like I I've, I've been through a lot of different um, traumas where people are like, wow, like I thought your life was perfect or whatever. Cause we, it's easy to make assumptions about people and they're like, wow, you've overcome a lot. And I'm like, yeah, but I needed to, I yes. needed to actually yes. go through that for me to relate to people, for me to have the skills to support people and for me to really be able to make a big impact. So it's like, whatever to know you're what's going important. Through. To know what's important. How will you know yes. what's important if you haven't been through it? Yeah. And it's your greatest gift. So if you're listening or you're watching right now and you're like, I've been through a lot, this is really scary. It's like, no, what's on the other side yes. is so beautiful. Oh. It's come on in. The waters are great. (laughs) Yeah. It's so beautiful because the fact that you've gone through that means you have a lot of soul school, which means you have a lot of wisdom, um, to share with the world and not doing that work, not investing in your healing, not showing up for that is, is really whole is, is doing the world a disservice because there's something great there that if you just polish it off, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is me. And, and everyone's like, yeah, that's you. We've been waiting for you to share your message and your right. gifts. Been waiting for you to show up, right? Yeah. Oh, and, I love that. I got goosebumps. And we have to open up our hearts. I know that they've been broken. They've been squished and squashed and cracked and this and that. But if we don't open up our hearts, we mm-hmm. don't hear the wisdom. We don't mm-hmm. hear the soul speaking mm-hmm. to us. The spirit can't get ignited. The mind doesn't know what it needs to know. Mm-hmm. That heart needs to open. And when we step into it and go, you know what? I, yes, I've had the heartache, but mm. I've also had the heart joy. Mm. And if I concentrate on the heart joy and I'm mm-hmm. willing to let that wisdom come through me and I'm willing to look at the traumas and go, okay, I, I appreciate the lesson you gave me. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Your service is now over. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Honoring the past. Yes. And creating a new chapter. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, we have a big book of life and, you know, some people only have a few chapters. Some people have abundance of chapters or even several volumes. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't matter what it is, is whether your chapters are short or long. We all have periods that we go through and we need to look at, OK, what mm-hmm. was the lesson? What did I what did I become because of that? Mm-hmm. And how Absolutely. do I move on to a different chapter? Mm, exactly. And it's sometimes it's as simple as just acknowledging the past. And one of the things that I, I feel called to bring up um, that's related to relationships, I know relationships are a huge part of life, huge yes. part of transition and a lot of fear that comes up when we want to make a change. It's, am I going to be judged or, you know, this is my comfort zone or whatever. And so when I left my marriage, I was, you know, we were separated for six months and I was definitely like, oh, I'm not going back because I was sick. I knew that it was time for me to go. And there was a few months, yeah, like six months um, we were apart. And then there was a part of me that came up and it was like, what if, mm-hmm. what if I'm making a mistake? What if, what if I didn't try hard enough? And I was like, and, and internally I was like, oh no, oh no. Cause my ego was like, my ego was like, D you are not going back. Like right. you made your decision. Like yes. there was a lot of ego stuff coming up, Yeah. but I also knew I had enough wisdom at that time, luckily to be like, well, if I'm having the what ifs, like I need to go back to the past to revisit it, to gain clarity so that I can move forward. So I intentionally knew why I was going back to the past. So him and I spent some time together for like a month and it gave me so much confirmation of why it didn't align. Not that he's not a great person. He's got a lot of amazing qualities about him, but the dynamic um, within our relationship was not, is very- um, You weren't complimentary. It you was, didn't, it didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah, I don't like the word toxic. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't healthy for me. And so by going back, by dropping my ego to actually be like, okay, I'm asking myself the what if and not, you know, pushing something away or, um, you know, sweeping it under the rug or pretending it's not there. I was vulnerable enough to go back into the relationship for a month and then gain that clarity so that when I did exit, I was like a hundred percent clear. And so sometimes we have to do that with relationships and drop our ego. Sometimes we have to do that with jobs. Sometimes we have to do that with things that we're not sure about. It's like, okay, you can, you can revisit the past, but what is the intention here? Is it to gain closure? Is it to gain clarity? Is it to, um, is it cause you're not feeling good about yourself and you need a quick fix or a bandaid, like know your why, yeah. because when you know your why and you're intentional, it, when you revisit the past, especially with trauma and that kind of work, you can help it launch you forward. But if you don't know why, and you're just going back into the past and that's where it can get messy and yeah. that's where you can hold yourself back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, the what ifs can change dialogue. It's like, well, what if this, um, well, what did this teach me? What right. did it teach me about myself? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it inviting me to do? Mm-hmm. And what if I put time and attention on myself? What if I mm-hmm. became my healer? What possibilities yeah. would be out there? So Absolutely. the what ifs could always be good questions. If we mm-hmm. put the words on the other side, what if it's possible? everything that we go through um you know i have three wonderful children my ex and i have been apart 21 years um i saw him the other day you know and it's uh i feel nothing for him as a as a spouse so there's 
there's no resentment there anymore there's nothing the time has gone but I'm so grateful for the three kids and also he put me in a position to fight for myself and that was a gift in itself so Mm -hmm. we know why were we put together because no we never should have been put together but again three kids and for me to fight for myself which uh was a great lesson because Mm -hmm. we do we we bend into pretzels to please other people but then we lose ourselves and we get the well you're not the woman we married no you're not because you've bent yourself into a press of what you think they want and you've lost you along the way yeah yes, right? totally so mm. a relationship works when the two of you are whole individuals but when you come together in that bubble you merge complementary mm-hmm. together yeah and that's the thing i'm i'm recently in a new new relationship after not being in a relationship for a couple of years i i specifically was like yeah i need to i need at least a year off of relationship yeah. because i after my marriage i got into a relationship not too long after we um divorced and and um it was it was a great relationship it was the opposite of my marriage so it was like you know which usually happens with jobs relationships we go pendulum swing yes and so i pendulum swinged into like the complete opposite which is really great and then at the end of it i was like wow like what am i doing like you know like this this isn't quite healthy either like this dynamic or you know this isn't quite right so I needed two years. I thought it was be one year, but apparently I needed two years to heal and really like reprogram my nervous system and ask myself, well, who, what do I really want? How do I really want to feel? And, and what are the dynamics that I'm, I'm choosing and, and why am I choosing them? Where is this coming from? Like, oh, there's a part of myself that doesn't feel like I'm worthy. Yeah. Okay. I got to work on that. There's a part of me that, you know, is used to this dynamic because of this and, and, and doing that deeper work so that I can attract what I want. And now I'm in a really great relationship where I'm like, oh, wow, like we're, you know, it's, it's work. We're figuring things out. It's pretty fresh within the last few months. And he's working on how he's showing up. I'm working on how we show up. I'm showing up. We have great communication and there's great possibility for a future. And there's no codependency, as you were saying, right. or shifting. It's yes. like, this is who I am. And you can be here, but I'm not going to change who I am. And and I don't want you to change who you are. So if we can just play and, and be in this space and co-create, and we're both cool with being who we are, and we're not trying to change each other, then this could be great. But if we're trying to change or there's funky things going on, well, this might not work out long-term, but like we're learning a lot about ourselves and each other. And it's a different dynamic that both of us have experienced. So it's it's been such a great learning experience. And, you know, the thing is, is, is to go in for it. You know, my, my daughter's in a new relationship and I say, and she goes, yeah, but what if that happens? And, that, and I go, that is the what if you don't want to feed. And yeah. I said, you know, what you actually feed today is what will grow tomorrow. Yes. And I know that you, you know, past experiences and a lot came, you know, through the dad dynamic. Um, you know, you're going in wounded. Right. Um, and he knows that you're wounded. And he knows that every time you go into the spiral, the hand is on the chest. It's okay. I'm not going anywhere. Right. Reassurance. He's strong in who he is because he's been through stuff. She's becoming strong in who she is. So the two identities need to have the strength, but they also are creating an us. Bringing those Mm -hmm. two strengths together where in the us, you are different people. So you're navigating who you are as an us, but -hmm. you don't lose who you are as, as an I or me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's the thing. It's, you know, I think it's important to have your own, um, 
own friendships, own yes. life, own outlets. And when I was married, like I, I lost a lot of those things. I didn't mm-hmm. have my identity and I was known as this person's wife. And like, yeah. there are a lot of dynamics where I look at it now. I'm like, Oh, like I was, couldn't, I didn't feel like I could be myself. That's right. why it didn't work. That's yes. really why it didn't work. Yes. I didn't yes. feel like it was safe to be myself. And I was just like, and so yeah, it's like, that doesn't feel good. So having your own space, your own time, your own hobbies, knowing who you are. And that's the thing. Like, I really love and respect people who know who they are, even if I disagree with them, the people that I don't trust. And this isn't from a place of judgment. It's from a place of safety and relationships, my inner circle, or even outer circle people I spend time with is if I know where you stand and you know who you are and you're fully that I have so much respect and love if you are wobbling or pretending or trying to be something else, that's not really safe because there's a lack of trust there. So as wherever you are, when you have your two feet down, you're like, this is who I am. I know who I am. That's inviting. Even if people disagree with you. And I think that has to do with business. It has to do with, um, you know, attracting people in life, relationships, everything. Like when you know who you are, and you just honor that instead of trying to please everyone, you're actually more trustworthy. You're more yeah. magnetized. People are more magnetized towards you and you're more powerful. Mm. Yeah. Right? And more empowering. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, I mean, this is who I am. We're all being lying to ourselves. And that's mm-hmm. because society put this dictation on us. When we realize that's not working for ourselves and our own self-discovery, we want to face the traumas. We want to invite who we really are from the inside out. We're willing to take that journey. We might be wobbly because we're finding our feet, but the mm-hmm. intent is right. Then you mm-hmm. want to be around people like you because the intent is right and your own enthusiasm, your own joy will rub off on them and they'll know they're on the right path. Mm-hmm. But when people are still living in the illusion, still living in the lie, uh, still living in the ego, and at the same time trying to fit in, you know vibrationally they're not a fit. And they need to go and do their work. And it's okay Mm -hmm. for you to say, sorry, you're not part of this orchestra. And, you know, when when you've really learned how to play your instrument and it comes from the heart, the orchestra will be open for you. But we've all got to do our work. We can't avoid it. If you want to live in true heart, soul, spirit, life abundance, you've got to be willing to do your work. And there are people like you around who are helping people through it. They don't have to do it alone. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest rewards of doing this work is I love seeing people step into who they really are. I was talking about one of my clients the other day. um, And when we started working together, he was like, didn't love himself. Mm -hmm. He was, um, you know, financially like in the hole and he was, he had this, um, saying that he would say around his people would always tell him how much potential he had and his Mm. family. And he just never felt like he was living it and it haunted him. And so he came to my turn your light on event and, um, it sparked something within him. We did some work together and he's joined my mastermind and certification where he's done all a bunch of my programs. (laughs) (laughs) And now he's launched his own program, his own business. Mm. He's confident, like people in his men's groups that he's in as a participant are like, what did you do to him? I remember going to, um, his birthday last year, last summer. And everyone's like, what did you do to, what did you do to this guy? Like, he's a totally new person. We want to work with you. Who are you? And it's really just about 
removing what is not you and yes. showing you who you are. And it's so rewarding because that's where embodied leadership comes from. When you do the work in this way, you just become a leader and it's, it's not, it's, you don't have to try. You just are, people just see you that way. But when you're trying really hard and you're not trusting yourself and you're dancing around, you're not getting anywhere. You're stressing out your nervous system and you're taking the path of most resistance. And, and I just love people blooming. That's my yeah. biggest, like, you know, gift to give, but also to witness. It's like gift for me. It's like, wow, you're blooming. You're blooming. Wow. We're like, look at this garden of like amazing <laughs> plants and flowers and, and, and healers and, yes. and people who are here to turn other people's lights on. Like I had a vision years ago of looking down at the world and turning lights on. And, you know, I do believe in past lives and, and oh, all yeah. of that stuff. And, and I, I didn't want to come down this time to earth this, this life. I remember looking down on earth and being pushed back down. And I was like, I don't want to go. And they're like, it's your turn. And I had two and screaming. angels behind me. Yeah. That were like, it's time to go. You've waited too long. And I was like, Oh, and they pushed me down and I screamed and I had all these soul lessons for the last three decades. And I'm like, so I had this vision of turning people's lights on and I was around, um, the the earth and we were all like doing it together you know and so it's like this vision has been downloaded into my system as like my life's mission yeah and that's what it really is so yeah I uh, love and by it. turning the light on on somebody you're showing them their core truth they're unable to see it through the muck yeah through exactly. the expectation and basically you're x-raying <laughs> with the light there to show them look Look where that purpose, look where that heart, look where that spirit and that soul really lies. It's time to ignite it. It's time to bring it out. And yeah. in order to do that, you've got to clean up, you've got to let go, and you've got to be willing to embrace. Mm -hmm. Right? So absolutely, willingness to do that, that is the free will. You can't help anyone unless they're willing to help themselves. Mm -hmm. Right? But when they're willing to help themselves and listen, learn, and apply, then they would actually see all the little switches they have in themselves to switch on those light bulbs. Mm -hmm. It's there. You're just shedding light on it. Yeah. Look, this is how I see you. This is what's lying inside of you. Let's pull it out. Mm hmm. You get it. <laughs> okay. So you have the, all those programs going right now. And so whoever um, anybody is that they're, they're constantly going, or if people can backtrack to a program, yeah. So the turn your light on program, it's, um, you can jump in at any time. And then we have live sessions as well that happen every few months. So you can join that. So that's available. The mastermind, we're relaunching it. The next round starts in October. So October to October, there's a ton of like different kinds of trainings. Um, you know, the turn your light on program, so much of my personal development stuff is included in that program as well. And that's application only, um, because it's, it's all about having a real tight group for a whole year. And we do this really, um, incredible end of year retreat slash summit at a destination where it's all like leadership development and, and tuning in more to that light in that vision. And then the certification program for coaches, the next one starts in November. So we have a few different things um, happening. I'm happy to, I, I think that you have the links, um, Sarah. Yes. So if you want to add them, then you're more than welcome to check that out, apply. You'll either be hopping on a call with myself or someone on my team if you're looking at the certification program or the mastermind. And then the, the turn your light on program, you can just jump in and get access to the program right away. And then the next time we're running the live session, you'll also get access to that, which is really, really awesome. And it's, it's 
people who have, um, you know, there's this one woman, she's traveled around the world. She's a very well-known speaker in the personal development space. She said that this is one of the best programs that she's taken. And I've had that happen over and over again from people who have been in the personal and spiritual development space for over a decade. So it's, it's really dialed in. It's a life changer. And, um, I, yeah, I'd love to welcome you into that program. It's just, um, it's everything that I've learned over the past decade in eight weeks of rapid transformation and permanent change. And, and it's really about stepping, waking up to the truth of who you are and who you're meant to be. So I'd love to invite you into that program. And we want you to be who you're meant to be because then yeah. you are part of the solution and not yeah. part of the problem. Yes. So you've got to realize that this dysfunctional world is, uh, is produced dysfunctional people. But if we put ourselves back into function from the true core of it, we're rebalancing, realigning the energies in the world. So this radicallyatline.com is not only realigning you, but you are now part of the equation of realigning the planet and everybody in the planet. So mm -hmm. the more people that step up and become a part of that alignment, the more that we actually bring about that sense of peace, purpose, and love that we need on this earth. Absolutely. I love the way you speak. <laughs> Well, it's radicallyaligned.com. It's hello at radicallyaligned.com. Facebook radically aligned, uh, Instagram, the same, and YouTube channel. And, uh, and so people can reach out to you. And it's, you know, it's all about having that chat with you, see if there's a synergy, because as you yeah. said, you want people that are part of that orchestra. You know, everybody's learning their instrument, but you want there to be a succinctness so you don't have somebody with the nails on the chalkboard, which ah, <laughs> rather off putting. Uh, but the people that are willingness, you know, you've got to have the willingness that I no longer want to live in the trauma. I no want to live in this dysfunction or fragmentation. I want to do the work. Um, so when people want to do the work and they're willing to participate and allow and go through it, who they become on the other side is absolutely awesome. That light bulb they become of inspiration for others. And as I said, it becomes part of the healing component for the world. Mm -hmm. So it's step up, folks, step up. You know, is your life working for you? And if it's not living up to your full potential of your full meaningful purpose, if you're still carrying a whole load of baggage with you that simply just you can't get rid of, then she's here to help you. All right, call D. She'll Thank help you, you get so through. Thank you so much that. for having me. This has been wonderful, Sarah. You're so, you have such a skill to speak and share. And I love all the different directions that we went to. And, you know, yeah, this is an incredible show. You're an incredible host and healer and facilitator. And I just thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Absolute delight. Yeah. I love the fact that you shared your journey, but you're sharing it as a solution for others. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's not just, a, oh, I learned this and now I'm going to sit back with it. No, it's like I learned this and I need to get out there and help other people find their own discovery, shed their own light on themselves and be mm -hmm. part of that global solution. So thank you for taking that journey and sharing it and expanding. May your wings continue to grow. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, folks, please reach out to her. Just inquire. Look, take that first step. You know, it could be one toe or a whole foot, but take that first step. You know you're not happy where you're at. And, you know, it may be a little work, it may be a lot work, but if you've got the system, you've got the plan, you've got the, 
the the alignment to how you can do this, then you can get yourself on an equilibrium that you really can start propelling yourself forward. So it's up to you. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here at selfdiscoverymedia.com. We have new shows for you out every week. Just find them on our podcast or, or what's new. If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.